Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yo, 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 it is your boy, All Bro Poe. I'm joined today with my dog, the General Justice. How you doing, brother? Oh, you're muted, bro. There you go. I'm mad muted, my bad. What's going on, everybody? What's going on, bro? Uh, The intro is hard as hell. (laughs) I don't know who that is rapping, but that was cold. Hell yeah. Um, We're missing uh, Sterls for the girls this weekend. or this week, he is out with a sickness. He had the flu last time we hopped on here, and uh, it's kind of been lingering. So prayers up to my buddy, my boy. I hope he gets healthy soon. Um, so, Justice, I wanted to get in. We haven't gotten to talk about because Sterles has been out. We have not gotten to talk about um, the game uh, against the Chargers. Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts real quick and, and see uh, see how you're doing. <laughs> it's been so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, you know what? It's another W, man. It's another W at the end of the day, and that's what we needed. Um, and, and I'm not mad at the Bills. Listen, should we have blown out the Chargers? Sure, uh, yes, maybe. You know what I mean? But then again, they got the fired head coach little boost that did every team always get after they get their fired head coach. They were home. The Bills had a long flight all the way over there, and you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a whole bunch of things you can say. But at the end of the day, they went ahead and they they beat a team that the defense, at least, has a lot of talent on it. Even the offense got a lot of talent on it as well. His quarterback is just not Justin Herbert. And um, I don't think Easton Stick played bad. He, he played decent no, for absolutely. whatever you could have expected from him. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a W at the end of the day. And like I said, these are games that you are probably going to see in the playoffs. You're going to see probably one score games, not necessarily all these blowouts that, you know, people have become accustomed to. Uh, so I, I previous to this, there was always the, I think last year, I think we lost every single one score game. So I'm cool with them figuring out how to win games down the stretch here in the regular season. Um, I mean, listen, the playoffs on the line now, so you got to go ahead and win these games. But you know they got the W, and that's all that really matters. Yeah, and to your point, we we lost um, up until like the Ravens game, I believe we lost every one score game, right? And um, this was last year, and then this year 
we didn't do great in one score games. Um, we haven't done great in one score games, and and that has been a feeler, right? Up until we got this one, we got the kind of monkey off our back type of type of thing um, with this Chargers game. And here's the thing with the Chargers: like they were expected to be a a playoff contender going into the season. Now they didn't have Herbert, but their defense was expected to be a playoff style defense. They had a, a, a guy that was calling their defense for them. They have an, an OC in Kellen Moore, who I believe is very, like he's very touted. So um, should we have won by more? Sure. But I'm actually glad this worked out the way it did. Um, it kind of gets that monkey of the one score, not being able to stop a team at the end. Ed Oliver kind of emerges as your, as your closer. Um, which is extremely nice, and and he gets that kind of confidence boost going forward. Um, I'm not I'm not mad about it, and we got the win, and that's what really matters at the end of the day. Um, we did see some struggles from the offense early. Um, what, what did you think about our offense? Um, I thought it 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 kind of looked like what played Dorsey's offense a little bit. It was just like uh, unfocused really, you know, just uh, drop drop balls here, fumbles here, uh, just a little undisciplined. And that's something that they, they got to watch out for. I know they probably were riding high off that Dallas game, thought they was going to go into L.A. and kind of walk over all over boys. But you, you still got to play the game. You know what I mean? You still got to go out there and give it your all because I in real life, you should always be giving it your all so that, the teams you walk, you know, you're supposed to walk over, you do walk over them and, you know, you're practicing for better teams ultimately. So uh, I, I think that the offense was, it was good, right? They moved the ball. It was just the, the dumb, the dumb turnovers uh, and <laughs> dumb mistakes that, that ended up costing them on some drives and event. And they did what they needed to do to win the game, especially there at the end. They held the ball for like five minutes or so, I believe it was. Uh, So they have shown, and that's another thing that I'm very impressed with because they did that, what was that, in KC, I believe it was, where it was like eight minutes left and they drove it down uh, with running the ball. And they did it again yesterday. So that brings me a little bit of peace of mind, knowing, hey, in the fourth quarter, if, you know, it's the playoffs and we, you know, I don't know, down by two and it's six minutes left on the clock, this game might be over. Like, we might not let them touch the ball again. Yeah. I, I like the thought of that. And I'll say this about, like, pre- previous teams, we have not <laughs> we have not had that. We have not had a team that could take five minutes off the clock, that could move it down and, and, and control the end of the game the way that we would. And now we have got pieces like Ty pieces like Leonard Fournette, who's get, who's going to get in the mix here, I, I believe, at the end of the season, who can and, – and James Cook, for that for that matter, can really drain this clock. And um, as Wayne said, these these are what hurt us the most. Um, and, and to be fair, it wasn't – there was one on Josh that ended up uh, – they had the ball to 50, ended up field goal, not bad. Like – and I can take those. The fumble inside of our 20 – is, is something that can't happen, and that was on a punt. Um, yeah. you, you, those are the things that like can can make a game get away from you. I do think that Deontay Hardy um, will clean that up. He has been pretty fairly solid, I, I believe, in punts, punt returns. Um, the special team itself hasn't been great, but Deontay Hardy has been pre- fairly solid in catching the ball and not fumbling it. So I, I don't expect that moving forward. Um, 
I did want to talk about the defense, and and I have my own takes on the defense, but I want to get your your uh, your take on the defense as a whole in that game. I think our defense has been overperforming all year, especially when you consider <laughs> uh, the injuries that that we've faced. I mean, not just injuries, but brutal injuries. I, I mean, you look at who you look at your top five players on the defense. Three, if not four of them, got injured and damn near for the whole season. So um, it's, it, it really does suck the situation that they were put into. But when you look at what they were faced with, what they've done all season has been absolutely incredible. I don't think they've allowed a, a ton of points to anybody. Oh, the Eagles, the Eagles, score. but the Eagles got a lot of fluke plays too. Like our defense is, is, is really, uh, is really stout. And I mean, should Eastern State score 22 points on our defense? No. But we also shouldn't be fumbling in our own zone. You know what I mean? That, and that to build on that, easy. to build on that, I, I believe one, the fumble cost us seven. The punt return fumble cost us seven. The fumble James Cook had cost us three. And the interception Josh had cost us three. So that's 13 points right there off of the turnovers where you can, like, kind of speak into – um, where the 22 points came from, but just to build on, on what you were saying. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you know, you, you can't have turnovers like that because what well, Sean McDermott preaches complimentary football and complimentary football is going to be our best friend. If we want to win a championship because Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs and James Cook and Don Kincaid and Dawson Knox and Gabe Davis and all these guys, this great offense, offensive line is playing really cohesive and well together. If these guys can put points on the board and we know what our defense is, is, our defense is designed to make you score as least amount of points as possible. And I know that sounds stupid because every defense is designed that way. Right. But uh, it's a really intricate system for our defense specifically, as in like, you're not going to score a touchdown, at least not a 30, 40 plus yard touchdown. That's not happening. If you drive the ball methodically down the field and you don't make mistakes and you're patient, then you might get into field goal range and maybe put points on the board that way. But they rarely ever let just deep touchdowns. And then they also get really, really stout when they get to the red zone. So the offense, if they can put points on the board, that allows the defense to be able to pin their ears back, go fly at the quarterback. Uh, attack him, be aggressive, um, and then that's where your turnovers start happening because the quarterback's under pressure. You got the cornerbacks getting lucky, uh, you know. But when the offense doesn't score points and it allows the defense to get a run game going and the play action starts working, and then you fumble in, and this is how bad teams win football games against good teams. And that's uh, something that our defense has been plagued with is our offense putting them in very crappy positions. But Ultimately, I think the defense is all is played extremely well all season. And just to build on that, like our defense, and and a lot of people don't understand, our defense is built to play out of phase and to play with play with eyes in front. So so we play, we drop into our shell. Sometimes we get a little bit more aggressive, go cover two man, cover we've we've gotten a lot of cover three, which is where Easton Stick was kind of picking us apart down the field on the long drives. They were hitting those seam curl yeah. gaps on on the on the drives, which is which is what team they, they they had filmed. So like we played cover three against the Cowboys and and we took away all of the middle. And and that was like 
where Dak wants to play. And it's different when Easton Stick is in there. Like, you're kind of taking away the outskirts, and he hit those little seam droppers, which is fine. I even told uh, I told Joe Miller um, on the game day he didn't like the, the cover three soft zone that we were playing. And I was like, that ball is going to get picked at some point. Lo and behold, Christian Benford ended up coming up with the pick. Granted, it was taken away. But, like, this defense is built to play a base for a good portion, hold them to three, and then eventually – if you keep trying to hit the same thing over and over again, they're going to get a takeaway. And, and as long as your offense is not turning the ball over, our, the defense that we have is built to keep you under 20. And and our offense should get over 20 at every – I mean, in every game. That's just our offense is that nice. So um, going going into, going into uh, this uh, Patriots game, how, how are you feeling? Ooh, the Patriots game. You know what? I'm I'm man, I'm feeling good. Uh, I don't even know who that quarterback. Bailey Zappi is the quarterback. No? Yeah. Uh man, I don't know how we. Man, I, do we lost the first game to the Patriots? Yeah, yeah. Jesus, oh, man, it is. It's you look at how these teams play on like any other Sunday, and then how they play versus us is just like <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm not really worried about the Patriots per se. I think they kind of mailed it in for the season. Uh, they probably they don't have much to play for. They actually probably want to start losing more games instead of like come making all these comeback wins and stuff. Uh, but the Patriots, it, it makes me I, I feel good because a we are comfortably sitting at the seventh seat. There is not even another nine to seven team. I don't think. No. Uh, so we we have that cushion. And I do know we like lose all the tiebreakers, but we can still beat Miami and still get in. So, um, I, I, not that I think we're gonna lose to the Patriots, but I'm just saying it's comfortable to have that cushion because the Colts lost, the said Bengals got stomped. <laughs> uh, I think the Browns did when Steelers lost. Uh, so, like. I, I didn't believe in any of those other teams. I don't believe in the Browns either, but somehow they keep winning games. But ultimately, I think that we're going to end up in the playoffs regardless. Honestly, I think we are going to end up winning the division. But um, the Patriots is Bill Belichick. I don't know if he's going to be the coach next year. <laughs> definitely not. From, from what I'm hearing, he's, yeah. he's definitely not the coach of that team next year. Yeah, it's not like they're going to split split up. Um. And the reason I asked you about the Patriots game is because I, I want to kind of see what we've been doing offensively the last two games and kind of see if we'll see that trend continuing, right? So last game, Cook had 20 carries. The game before that, he had 27 carries. Um, he had 20 carries for 70 yards last game. Fournette had five for 20. Uh, Josh had five for 15. And so the the Patriots have been fairly good against the run, all year. And I want to know if you think you see that trend of James Cook getting a bolt carry in this game continues, or if this is one of those games where, I mean, generally when we play against a team that we've lost to already, our team comes out and puts the, I mean, puts the hammer down on them. They just don't like being bullied. And when they feel like they've been bullied before they come out and kind of put, you know what I mean? They have a different mentality coming into the game. So I, I want to know, do you see us running the ball? as much as we have in these previous two games in this next game, or do you see us trying to put foot to throw early? I think, I think Brady is kind of like Ken Dorsey in a sense of, I don't know if he goes into the game specifically saying like, all right, we're going to have an abundance of this today. Right. I think he, he kind of just goes with the, the flow of the game. 
Uh, so if the running is there, then, you know, why not keep going to the well? But ultimately, you do have 17 there, and he can do almost anything in the world. So uh, you, you you get a pretty good bailout in, in that sense. But I, I do think we're going to see a heavy dose of James Cook for the remainder of his tenure in Buffalo. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think we're going to be seeing – at least 15 to 20 carries a game from James Cook from now on, just because he is pretty much solidified him as a top back in his league. <laughs> top 10 for sure. I would say top five. Um, you know, he's, he's top two in rushing right now, top three in total yards behind Christian McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill. What? Like, that's insane. You know what I mean? So, like, he is obviously playing at a superstar level. So why not give him the ball? You know, you, you're not going to have uh, Tyreek Hill or Christian McCaffrey on your team and be like, well, is, is Christian McCaffrey going to get 20 yards and 20 carries? You shouldn't. You know what I mean? So, like, that's that's kind of what ticked me off about Ken Dorsey. It was just like, bro, what are you doing? Like, so I'm, I'm glad that Joe Brady uses him more. He absolutely should use continue to use him more. I, I do see so, – here's my thing, right? I do see this team using Cook in this game. I just think it'll probably be more through the air. There's certain games that this team goes into where they're like, you know what, we're going to score 40. We're going to score 40 on this team, and our defense is just the way that – like. there's some games they go into where they're like, we're going to be a little bit more conservative on offense, drive the ball for long periods, and and maybe you adapt in game, and sometimes that's just the way it works out. But – I just have a feeling this is going to be one of those games where we come out throwing the ball 35 times, score score 40 points. Our defense is going to keep them to under, I mean, 15, 16 for the most part, and then maybe they get some late, late score touchdowns. I I have a an inkling that, like, as it gets later in the season, James Cook – I mean, I mean, we're already late in the season, but later into the playoffs, and James Cook will be used how we think he's going to be used, 20 carries, 25 carries – and we'll start running the ball and draining clock. I just have a feeling this game will be a little bit more aggressive from Joe Brady um, to try to get out to an early lead and then just foot to neck at that point, right? Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. <coughs> how do you uh, – I'm not sure when Daquan – I seen a question earlier if we think that Daquan will be 70% or whatever. Um, Puna Ford played fairly well in this in this previous Chargers game. How do you see us stopping – I mean – the, the Patriots are – are they, you know what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to run the football first, second down, try to get it to third and short and maybe throw like a flat or something or a fade ball. Like they've been doing that for the last two games, hoping that they could come out and hope another team makes enough mistakes where they can come out and, and, and take the game away from them. So how, how do you think our defense reacts to the heavy dose of run? Well, yeah, you're going to definitely see a lot of Ezekiel Elliott. Um, <clears throat> I, I, it depends. It, it really depends. Um it's so interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's so interesting because you really do get two different Bills teams and you don't know which one you're going to see. You don't know if it's going to be Heckle or Jekyll or Hyde. And um, you, you know, you, you'd like to see Hyde a little bit more, but, you know, sometimes Dr. Jekyll will be acting wild, you know, <laughs> and, and, and like you, you see it like kind of like in the Chargers game, right? Just fumbling out of nowhere. Can't tackle Austin Eckler to save a life, right? Um, but then, like, you get the Dallas game where it's just, like, shutting everything down. And even the stuff you do get, you earn it. Like, it ain't easy. Like, it's, like, you got to make a good play in order to pick up that third and seven or 
for for Dak to be able to scramble because he has absolutely no other option, and then he still gets smacked on his way down. Like you know what I mean? Like they have to earn everything, and that's the Bills team you would like to see a lot more, and that's the Bills team you theoretically that Bills team can beat anybody in this league, right? But we don't know what we're going to see. Like, I can sit here and tell you that, oh, they're going to come out. They're going to run it down their throat. Josh is going to throw for 350. Like, I can say all that and truly believe it. But then the Bills could go out and fumble on the kick return. Now you down like 17 to 3 or some crazy, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. They're very I, to, and to, to hop onto that, like, the Jekyll, the Jekyll team can win. Like that's they the, do, that's the yeah. thing. The, Jek- the Jekyll team, even though like you'd like to see Hyde in forty to sixteen or thirty eight to twenty, like you'd like to see that team. The Jekyll team can win. Yeah. It's just like when Jekyll comes out, he turns the ball over, and then now it makes it harder than defense. And it's like, yo, if we played Jekyll and didn't turn the ball over, we'd still probably win by a good ten points every game. You know what I mean? So the fact that this Bills team has shown that they can now that after this Chargers game, granted against not a great team, that they can win in different ways. That's like the benefit of what happened this last weekend. You got the win, and you've shown you can win in a way where you had three turnovers, you didn't turn the ball over, you didn't really sack the quarterback as much as you wanted to, you didn't play great offensively, and you kept them to three, 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 and eventually Josh Allen's going to break it open at some point. And and, and um, spe- speaking of Josh Allen breaking it up, I want to get your take on Gabe Davis because – a lot of haters here in my chat be talking, you know what I mean? Spin, uh, Spence, Sturls. Y'all boys be in my in my ear about Gabe Davis, and I've just seen him go crazy last weekend. And so I want to get your take on Gabe Davis and, and what you see from him. <laughs> um, Gabe. Gabe is, Gabe is good. Gabe is great. I like Gabe. Um, I, I think that Gabe has the potential – and I just mean the intangibles. I mean the height, speed, strength, size. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has good hands when he's focused. Um, he has—he really does have the potential to be a number one somewhere. To be honest with you, but he—he he disappears a lot. Uh, and and I don't even necessarily think that that's his fault. But sometimes when the ball comes his way, he just drops it, and it's like, oh well, kind of, kind of see why you don't have catches in the last three games because when they throw you the ball, you you know, your your quarterback can't depend on you in some of those moments. And um, so I, 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 man, I, you know, the one thing about Gabe Davis is this season, uh, kind of puts him in a weird predicament where I don't know how much money he gonna want, you know, for his extension or his, you know what I mean? So like. Because he didn't have such a great season, maybe we could get him for the cheap. And I would love to have Davis, Gabe Davis back as a – you have to go back to number three, though. He would have to earn those – he got to earn those those uh, targets back. He do got to earn those targets back. You would have to we, – we drafting a wire – we drafting a wide receiver two this year. That's happening. So, you know, you, you you're going to have to earn that – second third option back like that like i don't know right he, he don't got it right now though not for my money here here's my thing with the narrative of him dropping passes that yes yes he has so one he has three drops this year and that's fourth on the team Kincaid has five now um get uh dawson has four in the limited games that he had and Diggs has nine 
Uh, I, I, it says nine. It probably should be eight because that, that screen ball that Josh just threw his last, last weekend was a drop because they considered it a drop, but it's probably a bad ball. Um, he has three drops this year, and granted, he had a lot last year, but our narrative is that he dropped everything that's thrown in. And I didn't mean to, like, set you up in, in that because I, I, I've studied a lot of Gabe Davis numbers only because I get pressed about – what he does on the field. And it seems like every time that Diggs has a bad game, Gabe has a good game. And it's interesting that when people say he could be a 1A, 1B, if if Gabe was in the number one role, I wonder if we would be seeing the games that he has against the Eagles, against the Chargers. I wonder if we'd be seeing that a lot more if he was the number one receiver and he was getting the targets that that he's getting. Because in previous games, he's not really getting those targets um, it would be interesting to see because every time days don't have that many targets, Gabe is going crazy. My, and only, my only pushback to that would be that he would have to have the number one cornerback on his ass, and they would also be giving him special attention if he was the number one, and I don't think he would succeed in those conditions. That's also interesting because, like, we, we haven't seen him, like, we haven't seen him really get clamped, like, when, when when he's not getting numbers, he's he's not getting targets. He's blocking a lot. He's not like, it's not like there's a lot of times, and then I've been and I've been over this in in the previous where he's wide open for touchdowns, and Josh has been missing him over the last like few weeks since mm-hmm. Joe has taken over the the snap. So it's it's just interesting to me that um, the narrative we have on Gabe with the drops, even though he has the four only the fourth most on the team. Um, and this year he's been a much better as far as his catch rate than last year. Um, and we have kept the narrative that he drops everything that's thrown at him. And, and I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan. I feel like Gabe has had a good year when he's put in positions to have good games. I, I feel like I'm probably one of the more, uh, Gabe, like Gabe apologist type people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I will say that. His drops be devastating. <laughs> some of his, <laughs> some of them come at really bad times. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll give you that. I didn't know he only had three. So like that obviously says something. Um, but that you know the couple times that Josh has missed him in the end zone and everything I see, like I like I said, I see him as having great potential. Like he has a great set of skills. Uh, he's got great size, great speed. Just he's brilliant. You know what I mean? Like I, he could go somewhere and be great for sure. Um, my, my, honestly, he is the epitome of this Bills team. He is what the Bills team is, right? Just mad streaky. That's what the Bills team is. Just mad streaky. The Bills team could again. He could give you zero catches for zero yards. Or he could give you seven catches for 163. Like, I, you don't know what you're getting from Gabe. Yeah, like, you, went, you don't know what you're getting from Bills. I like where you were going with it at first. You, he, he, the epitome of this Bills team, like, this, this oh. team in general. Yeah, you went, you went left with it. <laughs> nah, nah, and nah, I, get it. I get it. I get it. He gets he gets streaky. They ask him to do all this blocking. And Mookie brought it up last week when we had our little chop up. Uh, they ask him to block so that these tight ends and, run, and, and Cook can get out on their routes. So that they don't have to sit there and block. So he does a lot of that, that and whatnot. Now, what they ask him to do, and the fact that he's okay doing it, is something you're not going to find in a lot of number two receivers. Where like 
you can bring in a number two next year, and he, he why am I sitting in here blocking? I'm, I should be out getting routes. You know what I mean? Like a George Pickens is not going to sit there and block for you. It's just not. It's just not how it is. So like, well, who would you rather have on your team right now, Gabe Davis or George Pickens? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I see your point. It's just a bad week to ask that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see what he does next week. Um, I do think that this team's going to come out and throw the ball over the yard next week, which is. Um, which will be interesting. I, let's get your your take on the AFC East. Um, we got the Dolphins and the Ravens coming up here, um, which is a big game for us. Everything that needed, like everything other than than, uh, hold on, spin. You told us you told us to tank when we were six and six. So your football, Ooh, your, your football tanks, those tweets. Your football tanks are are suspended. Right now, find those tweets of those people. That was I took screenshots. No, I took screenshots. Ben. get the number one pick. We want Marvin Harrison. I was like, y'all wallet. No, I took I took screenshots. Anyway, the AFC East, the, the Ravens and Dolphins coming up. Um, this is that's a big game for us. They didn't end up getting the L this week, but everything else that needed that we needed to have happened literally happened for us. So there's so many ways that we can clinch a playoff spot this week. There's so many ways that we can. Uh, have a shot at the AFC East and the two seed in week week eighteen. Um, what what is your take on the AFC East and how it's looking right now? I mean, yeah, you you look at it, and I was very shocked that the Dolphins beat the Cowboys. Honestly, I think that game said more about the Cowboys than it said about the Dolphins, um, because the Cowboys look like they're in trouble. Them not being able to win that game was concerning. Um, I. I, I Listen, I will say this. Tua is very, very good with these receivers. He knows them very well. They they work, right? Um, he's great with anticipation. It seems like every time he throws the ball, it, it lands right in the brand basket for a 17 or, or a number 10. Um, <laughs> and I will say they do look good. Obviously, they have their, you know, deficiencies um if you can get if you can get pressure on Tua and you can take away his first and second option it's over right he ain't really got no other he ain't got nothing else to do he can't run he can't escape the pocket he's he's gonna get frazzled and probably get a concussion or something so uh I, I look at I look at them and I say that's a that's a decent team that's a decent team I would say above average in fact um and what the Ravens just did to the 49ers was was nasty. They, that was nasty. So I I don't have any doubt that the Ravens are about to come back and, and do the same thing to the Dolphins. But the Ravens are kind of like the Bills in the sense of you don't know what Ravens team is going to show up. Now their defense is always going to show up. Defense is going to show up, and if there was another defense outside of the Bills that could stop the Dolphins' the Dolphins' offense, I would say it's the Ravens. Kyle Hamilton, I'm convinced, is Superman. Okay, um, yeah, boys is everywhere. Uh, so I will say that if Lamar and you know OBJ and Edwards and Flowers and all them boys can get it going, it should be a blowout in in all reality. Um, but I, I don't know because I don't know what team you're going to get. But other than that, 
I think that the Bills stomp Miami in Miami, no matter what, whether you know we got the division to play for or not. I think that we just got them figured out. Yeah, I see. I I was watching this uh, this Dolphins Cowboys game, and I I watch the Dolphins probably every week um, for the last like six weeks, and I I just don't understand. I don't understand like why defenses play the way they do against the Dolphins as far as trying to take everything underneath away. Um, <laughs> there's every deep ball I've seen to a complete to Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill has been on third down and six when the other players will run a stick route and they run a, a wheel or a fade or something to Tyreek and everybody wants to come and take that underneath route away. And, and it's extremely dangerous. And, and our defense doesn't do that. Go ahead and take the underneath route. We'll come up and tackle. If you get the first down, you get the first down, but you're not getting anything over the top on us. And I I don't know. The Ravens are a very turnover-heavy defense to where they may get overly aggressive, and I really don't want to see that. I would like to see them bank on their offense, scoring 30 points and keeping them to 20, making them drive the length of the field rather than giving up any deep plays, This is which is why I found it surprising the Cowboys actually – did that for the most part. There was one or two plays where they got a little over aggressive. That Cowboys team likes to play in phase, and I would like to see the Ravens play a little bit more of a Bills shell defense that our our team doesn't like seeing and and making uh, Tua beat you going up and down the field and, and trying to draw his timing off with the pass rush. And they have a good pass rush. The Ravens do so if they play it smart. I just don't see a world where the Dolphins win this game. I can see a world where the Ravens throw it away. And that's like the concerning part, I feel like for me. Um, I, I I really want this. And I know I said I, I had the script early on in the in the uh, when we were six and six. I think I, I said this to Sarah. We're gonna come out and they're gonna lose. I thought they were gonna lose Cowboys, Ravens, us. I thought they were gonna lose all those, but they ended up losing the Titans. So now we still got a shot at it. And and I really like this last game to be for the East in that two seed. Um, and yeah, this is this is a big thing too. Waddle and his ankle sprain. A lot of the things that Waddle can do, that ankle sprain is gonna hurt him. So um uh what about the Dolphins defense? How how do you see them going against uh this Lamar offense? Well, yeah, you definitely gotta worry about Wilkins and um Jalen Phillips over there. They got who that boy, uh, ooh, Javon Holland. Oh my god, that boy is good. Um, <laughs> obviously, Xavier, oh, Xavier Holland, I think he's injured, right? But either way, they got Jalen Ramsey, so you know, I mean, they got good players over there to, to be able to stop offenses. It's just that I don't know if they're going to be able to deal with the heavy dose of run that they're going to get from the Ravens, right? Uh, you got an amazing secondary. Uh, but the linebackers ain't amazing. Van Ginkle, you know what I mean? They cool. They ain't great. Uh, and that's really where you might be able to get them, especially when you're the Ravens or at the offensive line. You got Pat Ricard, uh, you know, great running game. You also got the, the option where they don't know who's going to be getting the ball. You get to freeze the defensive end. Um, then RPOs, of course, you got Flowers, who's super quick can get open across the middle obj who i don't know if i could quite say he is what he used to be but i mean what's one step down from all-time great <laughs> you know what i mean so like 
clearly, you know, he, he still got something left. He was probably the, the Super Bowl MVP before he tore his other ACL. So, uh, the, I mean, you Miami got a problem on their hands just with that run game because even if you do start, you know, committing to the run and adding more to the box, that's when that play action come out. And when the play action come out, you got to defend the cutter, right? You got to defend the tight end running this way. You got to defend the running back running out that way. You got to defend the receiver running out that way. Cool. Now do all that and then stop Lamar Jackson from running. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's, it's I a lot. Say, you know the I mean? Dolphins have trouble. The Dolphins have trouble. They're not sticky, right, in the defensive backfield, whereas our defensive backfield are pretty sticky um, when it comes to, like, <laughs> having to lock down a, a quarterback for a multitude of seconds. Um, and now people have gashed us when they know it's coming. But the Dolphins, they've never been sticky. And that's why a guy like Josh Allen, who can buy you four or five seconds, them receivers are going to get open eventually against the Dolphins. So, like, it'll be interesting to see how much Lamar affects the game by buying just a little bit of time for the these receivers to to just kind of play backyard football because the Dolphins don't want to play backyard football defense. <laughs> they want to get after the quarterback, kind of keep you in the pocket, make you throw on time um, and play a little bit of phase and jump routes. And that's not going to be, that's not going to be the case with a guy like Lamar. If Lamar decides to, you know, turn it up a notch for this game. So, and, and Josh does that. And that's why Josh is so successful, has been so, so successful. I, I do. I do wish Lamar did more of like what Josh and Pat do, right? Yeah. Because Lamar is the most elusive quarterback maybe in the history of the planet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but <laughs> Vic, or Vic said himself that Lamar. Elusive wise. Elusive wise. Well, okay, elusive wise. Elusive wise. wise, wise, wise for sure. For sure. For sure. Um, but he. Like, he don't run to the sideline looking for a pass. Like, when he get out the pocket, he might look for a second. But if it's green grass in front of him, he's going to take off, which yeah. is fair because, I mean, he's the most dynamic player maybe outside of Tyreek Hill with the ball in his hands. But I do wish that sometimes he danced a little bit, give his, his guys a little bit more time to, you know, make the scramble drill happen because Pat is the <clears throat> master at that. Pat, oh, my God. Yeah, that'd be pissing me off, bro. He's been running back on fourth through the line, and and you know he always figure out how to avoid the 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 uh, the, the rusher, right? Like Josh should just throw people off of him, and like he ain't got to really worry. Yeah, about Josh him. does it similar. He just like he probably well, he, it's similar, but it's it's a more physical aspect, right? It's not yeah. just the da 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 the the Ali. He also is throwing defensive yeah. ends. You know what I'm saying? Like so, um, but they they both you know keep their eyes down the field and they're giving their you know receivers an opportunity you know to to get open so that he can find them. I don't know. I don't, or at least from from what I watch about Lamar, I don't really see him do that too often. When he gets out of the pocket, he goes, which again is fair. <laughs> but you know there are bigger opportunities for plays down the field sometimes I feel like Lamar Lamar like what and, and this has been evident when you get in his face and he wants to throw the ball he th- he kind of gets off his back foot rather yeah. than getting to a place and Jordan Jordan picked that last year right so like we we got pressure up the middle he tried to throw that late ball off his back foot Jordan and Jordan picked it for dub and that is the that is the essence of why I think Lamar struggles in the playoffs is because 
he his skill set is meant like he has the skill set to buy so much time for receivers. He has the arm strength, he has the accuracy to be able to throw those balls. If he gets to a place where he like Josh, for example, that that throw to Diggs, if he sets his feet and throws it, Josh throws the ball further than anybody else in the NFL. Instead, he underthrew it because he's trying to throw off his back foot, and Lamar does that too often. Mm-hmm. And that's when that's why I struggle with like. You're gonna have to make some of those throws to win playoff games, and and so I, I I hope this week going into it, and and actually I do want to get into this topic because I've been talking about it all day on uh, on Twitter. Um, your MVP right now? Me? Yeah. Let me see. Which one is it? Oh, it's this hand right here. What does that? <laughs> That's your J- MVP. JA seventeen. Unbiased. What? All right, all right. Unbiased. <laughs> Yo, Josh, what? Like, what are we... Yo, I it baffled. Like literally, the only, and I mean the only reason Josh Allen isn't the runaway MVP right now is because like the media has this weird hate for Josh and the Bills. Like, I don't understand why it is or where it comes from, but they all just have this purpose of just like finding some reason to to like to to just wipe away everything they've done what he leads the league in touchdowns yeah but he's got some interceptions <laughs> right like what yeah oh this team got a, a running back this top three in yards a quarterback this number one in uh, uh touchdowns right you got a stud tight uh but you know you don't, don't know what type of bills you're gonna see they lost to the who knows what and and that you know what i mean they just find every little reason to try to just just discourage the bills and just i don't know man i don't i don't understand it but that's literally the only reason josh is not your mvp he right. is miles ahead of the next quarterback okay statistically statistically now if you want to say christian mccaffrey should be mvp or tyree kill should be mvp all right cool but what we know mvp to be which is a quarterback award josh allen is by and far the best quarterback this year and I, I think I don't think the MVP should only be quarterback. I will, I will say my MVP if it was given to the rightful most valuable player of a team would be Christian McCaffrey, right? So like Christian McCaffrey. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> let me let me ask you though, because you just said if you you just said rightful MVP, right? Yeah. So now we MVP. have to take most valuable player and we got to put that in its full context. Right, we're the most valuable player. Last week, there were two players on the same team up for MVP. How is that possible if we're talking well, about the most valuable player? Well, Brock Purdy. Well, I don't think Brock Purdy is the, in the discussion. Well, he, That's my. But no, 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 no. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about my my okay, opinion. Right, Brock enough, Purdy. Brock Purdy was never in the discussion for okay, me. Okay, all right. I, I, I put Brock Purdy and 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 Jalen Hurts in this category of game managers, type Tua, similar game managers up there. That's that's my opinion. Um, I, I think they manage the game in thirty seconds. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I put I put them in that in that topic of game managers. So like, I I never had Brock Purdy in my MVP case. It was always CMC. If anybody on that team should have won it, and and I do think that. Without CMC, that team is probably 
somewhere near like 10 and something um right now and not like maybe nine and you know what i mean like i yeah. i'm not i don't i think if you take cmc off right 19, now uh, 11 or 12 and 12 and 4 uh yeah and the three losses that they had they didn't have debo and cmc for yeah. two of them yeah. so like you know what i mean like i just i, I think I if you take cmc off that team they're not the same team you no, don't have to focus on the running back as much um, I will say that if it is a quarterback, if 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 the idea is that we're giving it to a quarterback no matter what, it's not even close. I don't I don't think that it's even close. If if Josh, if we win the East, if we find a way to win the East, because I do think that the MVP should have to come from a winner of the division. If we win the East, there is no question that if you give it to a quarterback, it should be Josh and only Josh. It shouldn't be anybody else. I, I actually, the Bills actually provided evidence for Josh to be MVP this season, right? <laughs> that little six week span where Ken Dorsey basically neutered the offense, you got to see what a team without Josh Allen would look like. And they didn't win very many games. And then the games that they did win literally was only because of Josh. Well, but okay, but like, are we arguing most valuable player of the team? Because all, I argue that's one hundred percent. If you take Josh off this team, he's the most valuable person on this team. We don't have anywhere near the same amount of success. But he's now, the most valuable person of uh, he. Okay, relative to every team in the league, Josh Allen is the most valuable player. And you can have the argument for CMC and Tyreek. You can have the argument. You can't have the argument for any other quarterback. You, you, but you, you know, you can have no, 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 no. Okay, see, not, no, 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 no. Because I'm not talking about the MVP award anymore. I'm just talking about relative across the league to the entire team value Josh in one team. Most, you said what? Value in the team. Josh is yes, definitely the Josh most valuable the player most, on the team. He he is 83.3% of the Buffalo Bills' <laughs> touchdowns this season. And, well, in offense in general, it's probably like he has the – I think he has around 76% of the yards. Insanity. And, yeah. <laughs> Absolute insanity. So, like, the argument is there. <laughs> However, like, it's like history has shown you it would be a quarterback, but it also needs to be a quarterback from a division, a winner. T- a division winner. And so, like – if they don't win the division, then I, I don't see another – like even the Lamar argument, Lamar shouldn't get it over CMC in my opinion because you, you don't have the numbers I love to win Lamar. the MVP. I, a big I Lamar, Lamar guy. Like he's a good dude and a good, good player, and he, he has a lot of value to his own team. And But I, I just think CMC is probably him and Josh as far as value to their team and Tyreek for that, for that matter are up there in like the top three. And then, but you have to come from a winner. So, like, if the Dolphins win, it should it be Tyreek. If the Dolphins win the East, you know what I mean. Like that type of argument matters. It'll come down to the storylines, I believe, yeah. um, towards the end of the year. What what team is on riding high on a win? Yeah, exactly. In which, if there's no runaway, if there's no runaway with the MVP. It always comes down to the narrative, um, which is interesting to me. Uh, let's let's uh, let's move into just final thoughts on. The end of the season for the Bills, what you'd like to see happen as far as the team itself, um, what you see happening against the Patriots move uh and the final thoughts against uh the Patriots moving forward, and then and then your final thoughts as a whole. Yeah, uh I was really hoping that Miami lost to Dallas so that we could have a <laughs> shot at the one seed. Um, but since they didn't, we need the Ravens to beat them next week. Uh because if if they would have lost to Dallas. 
then we wouldn't need we wouldn't care if the Ravens won or not. So if the Ravens lose out, then we beat Miami. We're the one seed because Kansas City is ass now. So it would have been cool, but now it doesn't matter. So I'm I'm happy with the the Ravens in the one seed. Keep them there because I firmly believe that we can go into Baltimore and slap them around. Um, and then I uh, we we already got the head to head over Kansas City. NFC AFC South ain't doing nothing. So I do believe that the 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 if we win the division, we're the two seed, no two matter seed. what. Yeah, no matter yeah. what. So yeah, I mean, at this point, really the only option is two seed. I mean, uh, it, it, now if by some anti miracle happens and the Dolphins beat the Ravens, then you know. Obviously, we're probably going to be stuck at that seven seed. But even in that case, I think it'd be automatic six seed. If if I'm looking at the the numbers correctly, oh yeah, four it'd be automatic six, six seed. Yeah, 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 yeah. For six seed. So yeah. we would go into Kansas right City, the Browns. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we go back to Allenhead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We go back to Allenhead, and, and we uh we 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 make you know. Pat Mahomes cry a little bit more. Like he's been doing damn near all season since he played us. And to be fair, his receivers are absolutely. Oh, they suck, but (laughs) you know what? Because you know what it is. First of all, and I I got in trouble for this, and I don't care. I'm going to say it again. The way he acted towards Josh after that that game was absolutely unacceptable. First of all, for a grown man. He apologized. For a grown man. And then B, for a superstar face of the league. This is how you acting? You know why, Jer? Because if Josh would have did that to Pat, it would have been everywhere. Well, oh, Josh, Josh, never, Josh, 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 Josh would never Josh would never do that. No, like, but Josh, that's my point, nice. though. But you, before Pat did it, you probably would say Pat would never do it, too, though. No, but no, no, if, because if, he's never lost. But if, don't Josh, lose like that. if Josh went to Patrick Mahomes talking about some worse fuck. Worst effing call in the world. Nah, 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 nah. Dog, they would have been on his ass, bro. You yeah, know it. So, so, like, first of all, Pat still deserves. But they were on Pat. They were on Pat. They were on Pat. Nah, nah, I mean, like, I love Pat Mahomes, but he was wrong. I don't want to hear that. Uh, I don't want to hear that. But, he apologized. He apologized. And on oh, Pat's man. side, they haven't lost like that much. Yeah, they haven't lost, and 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 the the frustration he's feeling, Listen, I get it. I, I get feel it. frustration all the time. Like, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I promise you, you I, tell me he's never cussed out a player on the sideline. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I understand. I'm just saying that you 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 got to be better than that. You got to hold yourself to a higher set. Because look look at Josh last year, his receivers led the or no, it wasn't last year. The year before that, his receivers led the league in drops. You know, you're complaining and crying in other quarterbacks' faces. You know what I mean? Like, we lost games on Hail Mary's, dog. Like, we lost the worst possible ways, and he never cried in nobody's face. So, Pat Mahomes, he's going to cry again. And I firmly believe that we go back into Allenhead and stomp them again, is my point that I was making. <laughs> I No, I agree. I, I uh I'm not really afraid of anybody in the playoffs, if I'm being 1,000% honest. There's not one team where I'm like, whether we play at home, whether we play on the road, that I feel like we can't win. Um, However, like getting that number two seed, having a home-home, and then making the Chiefs or the Dolphins play against 
the the Baltimore in Baltimore first before I mean Ooh. then having that you know what I mean like so I I really would like the two the two um, and so that we could put I I want to Josh to be at home if I'm like it'd be ideal if we were at home now I I think we have the makeup on this football team to beat the Ravens I just think that Sean McDermott has that offense's number um, and I think we play them the right way. And and Josh is going to do. I mean, that defense is solid over there. That's the difference, probably, is the defense over there. So, um, I think Josh is going to can be Josh at any in, in any place. It doesn't matter where it's at. Doesn't matter where. Like he also can do the chart, the Jets and the Chargers thing in any place. But our defense has the makeup to beat the the. Uh, the but but the, by uh, the way, Josh only lost one game for us this year. Right. I, I just want that to be clear. Well, well. I'd, I'd want that to be clear. You say, you're saying like if you're going to put the blame on Dorsey. Was firmly his fault. The right. Jets game was firmly his fault. That's the only one. Okay, but like we gave up 14 <laughs> points to the Bengals to start that game, and then we didn't score until the third. We didn't score or we didn't score until yeah, the that fourth. Was, that was during the uh, Dorsey sabotage. Absolutely. If you want to blame <laughs> if you want to blame Dorsey for that, yeah, it's Allen. Absolutely. But, uh, let, let's, let's, <laughs> hold on. Let's look at that, that playoff pick real quick. Like, so – we the two seed, we play at what the Colts or like the Bengals or something. It would be the last team in, could be the Steelers, yeah. could be the Bengals, Colts. could be the Colts. We, all right, we busting them. That's nothing, right? In, in Buffalo, right. I like that. Yeah. So, so then the three would play the Dolphins. So the Dolphins would end up playing the Chiefs in Kansas City to go. Oh, because to the Dolphins the would be the five the, seed, the six seed. If they lose the next two games, they end up getting the six seed. They got 11 wins, though. The Browns only got 10. But if they end up losing the next two games and the Browns win one, I, I believe the the Dolphins end up getting the six seed. The Browns would have the five seed. And I I, I believe. I, I don't know the AFC's tiebreakers and whatnot between right, the Dolphins so, and the Browns. So I think that Miami could go take the Chiefs out. I really do. I don't. I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs right now. I, they they rotten or something. I don't know. Um, I think Miami could take the Chiefs out. I don't think Cleveland could take the Chiefs out. If they do, then that's a sad year for the Chiefs. Um, yeah, I mean, shoot, the Chiefs is really the only team that's like. Only I mean, the Reds gotta get, give them that respect because they did. You know what I'm saying? They it's Pat. Guys. It's Pat Mahomes. So yeah, like, you get to the playoffs and it's whatever. But the ideal situation is we get the two seed, and if we have to see the Chiefs, we play them at home. And I'm I'm gonna give you one more. If we get the two seed, I don't think we play away. I don't think so either. I don't think they're. I'm not a big Lamar in the playoffs guy. And no, so, I just so, keep bouncing the yeah, divisions, bro. Yeah, I really do. I'm, I'm on that wavelength of like I don't think, I don't think, to Lamar could come out and prove wrong. Absolutely, but I, I'm a big. You gotta show me first. Word. You need to show me first. You know what I mean? Like I, the last, you last year you were hurt. They ended up losing that weird fumble to the Bengals game, whatever. But you Baltimore going to show me in the playoffs. You you don't have to show me something. Really, it's got to be. It's different up there. You know what I mean? So um, it'll be interesting to see if we end up getting that home game. Um, the two seed is ideal. So like we take care of the Patriots and and the Dolphins lose. Um, ideal situation. We're playing for the East, and which is what the NFL wants. So if we're thinking about conspiracy theories, 
NFL wants his last game between the between the Bills and the Dolphins to be for it all. And um, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I'm a conspiracy guy, so you know what I'm yeah. saying? You know, they might go into Baltimore and help us, beep, beep, like help us out a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Well, so. Let me ask you one more <laughs> question, right? Let's say that the Dolphins do beat the Ravens. And we let's say we clinch like the six seed or something, right? Do you think that we we go? Oh no, they would have the they would be the one seed if they beat the Ravens, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, because the Chiefs can't be one seed no more. So if they beat the Ravens, they clinch the one seed. Actually, they don't clinch. We can still beat them, and they would end. And the Baltimore win next week, and the Baltimore takes that one seed back. Um, we wouldn't care. Oh, okay. All right. Um, no, I think the Ravens have one more win. Twelve. Oh, that's yeah. That's so, like, okay. so if 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 we go into that week eighteen <laughs> game and we have clinched the sixth seed and we can't move, uh, which is possible, I don't see us playing our starters. In that that's game. what I was about to ask too. Yeah. Yeah. If they if the Dolphins end up winning, I don't see us playing, and they'll they'll be playing their starters because they want the one seed, right? The one so, seed. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I I see that happening is that could happen. I I really believe they lose this week. If I'm being one thousand, like I believe they lose this week. I believe we win this week, and we go into that game in on the 18th for the two. That'll be biggest game of the year. Absolutely. Um, before we get out of here, final thoughts. Anybody, any shout outs you want to give out? Um, you guys have been awesome in the chat section. I appreciate y'all, except for Spin, who said we should have tanked at six and six. Don't lie to me. I got screenshots. I got screenshots. You wanted Marvin Harrison Jr. You said, yo, let's go. So I got screenshots of that. Stop playing with me. Um, any last minute, uh, last minute shout outs? Yeah, absolutely, man. Shout out to y'all over at Rumblings. I appreciate uh, the invite, I appreciate the love. Uh, shout out to my fan, Buffalo fan base. Uh, shout out to everybody in the comment section that came out and supported us. You know what I mean? Uh, appreciate all that. Make sure y'all go follow at uh, JA17NVP. Follow Buffalo fan base. We got shows and everything, videos, all that cool stuff. So thank you. Guys. When, uh, what day is your show? Where can I find you at? Whenever Mookie got time. Oh, what my be going whenever. <laughs> Follow my boy Justice in General on Twitter. His at is in the um is in right there in the picture. Uh, go follow him on Twitter. He'll he'll uh, send out some some notifications when he's going live with Mookie. Maybe I hop on one of those. All about pro here. So um, I appreciate everybody in the comments. Love y'all. Go Bills. Um, we're out of here. Yeah, I need it up front. Can't tell me because I do what I want. Self made everything, you know, we gon' stun. You know that we eat and it's looking like lunch. So I tell them that I need it up front. Can't tell me because I do what I want. Self made everything, you know, we gon' stun. You know that we eat and it's looking like lunch. So I tell them that I need Everything around my whole team, though. You ain't getting money, you ain't never seen, though. Tell me where the cash at, I tell you where the stash at. I've been getting to a